So, time to get back in the saddle at last. I'm going to put it off a little bit too long. It's been a while. I can't remember the last time I did one, actually. All I can remember is uh, the outcome of the last one. So, yeah, uh, since we last spoke, I have, um, yeah, I've been sort of getting back into normal life, really. Work family school runs that sort of thing just everything everything seems normal at the moment we're about to go into another lockdown so yep yeah, as of this friday it looks like us in wales here down in south wales yep yeah, we're going into another lovely lockdown i can't tell you how pleased i am about that to be honest though i've got some some leave booked up so i'm going to be spending some quality time with the family with the wife and yeah, just enjoying some cooking at home and, and getting back into just, you know, the good life. In the meantime, um, rather than being on here talking to you, I've been absorbing myself in. Someone mentioned to me that on Netflix, there was some fairly good barbecue programs to watch as well. So I went on there and had a, had a little look. And as with me and the wife, we, we always seem to start things on Netflix and we usually get two or three episodes into it and then we either stop completely or we we shift on to something different but someone pointed us in the direction of a show called the american barbecue showdown um even the name almost put me off it it just sounded too over the top to me but we put it on we gave it a, a chance and i gotta say we're on episode five and we are loving it absolutely loving it yeah it was one of my mates down in down in somerset pointed me in the direction of this one and i i just love the creation of the thing i love the when the contestants are talking and in the background they've just got like piles of wood and and this little barrel just gently smoking away in the background and i think that's that little bit of um, background as well, I think, is is just a video that they kind of either put the people in front of or they superimpose it behind them. I'm not sure because the smoke just seems to be running so slowly. And yet it looks really cool, but I, I, I don't think it's running at real speed. But that's just a minor detail. The program itself, if, if you've never seen it, give it a go. Um, like I said, it's on Netflix. Just put the American barbecue show. I just put barbecue and then a, a few shows came up. But but this one and the two it's, it's presented by these two people. But then you've got two judges as well. So the presenters judge it. But, you know, they just kind of wander around and they're not that interesting. But the two main judges, Melissa Cookston and Kevin Bloodsoe, are fantastic. Now, those who cook outdoors, those who like doing their barbecue, it does kind of, it really inspires you. It makes you want to cook, but it also makes you realise just how terrifying the competition scene could really be. Now, it's never been something I've been interested in. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. It, I, I don't cook for competition reasons. I cook for, um, for you know, the well-being aspect of it, for feeling just relaxed I, I love 
like I've said before, the whole process of of making and creating fire. I've just built a pile on the barbecue now. I'm about to make some some burgers for lunch for me and the wife. And yeah, I've got this bag of um, Big K applewood charcoal, and it's just massive chunks. So I'm I've made a lovely little pile, and the blazer ball, as usual, is sat at the bottom with a lecto wood fuel firelighter in the bottom. So that's going to catch nicely, and I'll take a million photos and then decide which one to put on Instagram. But yeah, imagine cooking for Melissa Cookson and Kevin Bloodsoe. Kevin, he's, if I could describe him, he's a really, he's a gigantic man. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a huge character. He's as tall as he is wide. Um, big black male. He, he's just, he's so imposing because of, you know his knowledge. Like, you follow him on, on um, like Instagram and and, and read about him and the stuff that he's achieved and his restaurants and that sort of thing. Cooking for him would be would be so terrifying because he's eaten over the years. Just imagine how much barbecue food that guy has eaten. And I mean, look at the size of it. He doesn't get that size from judging salad competitions, does he? So you know, he knows his stuff. He's got a full belly and probably. A world-class palate that you can taste this food with and I would find it terrifying to be cooking something knowing that he has to like it and that's just one of the judges then you've got Melissa Cookston who is she looks like you're all American lady you know she she's got that nice southern twang to her her accent and um, just the faces she pulls when when she's watching people doing their creations and she pulls these looks and she looks across at Kev and, and her eyebrows raise and her eyes go wide and, and you can just see her thinking, they're screwing this up. And, and she cracks me up. Me and, me and the wife, we're laughing our heads off when we're watching her because just the looks that they pass each other while they're, they're sat there idly drinking iced tea out on the lawn while these poor contestants are racing around in what looks like searing heat they're out in the middle of some beautiful place in america with this enormous barn that always looks smoky when they're inside it and they've got they got this walk-in fridge and it's got every cut of meat you can imagine and they all look you know the beef just looks so wonderful it's got absolutely lovely fat running through it um and the ribs and, and everything else that you see in this fridge it, it's just a cook's heaven you want to go in there and then when they go into the barn they've got all the preparation area where they've got all the most amazing rubs sauces ingredients things you could think of to create the sides and the desserts and the other stuff that they're going to make as well it's heavenly and as, as much as i'd love to go there and explore oh that's the other thing when they go into the shed as well they've got um like a, enormous racks there and in the racks, they've just got piles of wood. So you can pick the the logs of whichever flavoured wood interests you. And, and you go from there. I mean, I suppose that's the same as my shack, really. To my left here, I've got some... Um, what have I got here? Oh, yeah. This is the um, the cowl jawling or something, I think it's called. It's a, it's a South African wood from the Brywood Company. And... Um, this one's actually got millions of holes drilled into it because I don't know if you've seen on Instagram, there's an advert for, um, there's like a drill bit you can put on that you drill into the log and it just splits the logs clean in half. If you've got a strong enough drill. 
<laughs> so this one's got three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen holes in it, and it's still not cracked in half uh, because I'm using my cordless drill that just um, doesn't seem to cut it. So I've got cherry wood. I've got the South African wood. I've got some. I've got some olive wood as well. Um, lovely little selections of woods, much like on um, the American Barbecue Showdown. So yeah, they um, they make them cook these things, and you know some of it. You know, I'd be I'd be happy to have a go at cooking them, and and and, and the contestants are great. They've got such different characters on there. Um, straight from the first off, there was um, there was a, I can't remember his name now. There was a guy on there and he was such an arrogant, annoying little shit. And he he got knocked out in the first round, I think it was, because he was just he was all noise and not much to back it up. And and straight on the first episode, there's another fella on there called Rashid Phillips. Um he's a Jamaican born fella, lives in America, and the he brings a different aspect to the barbecue food as well. Like you've got the lady who wears the pearls around her neck on there. And she um, she does all your sort of traditional southern barbecue and, and and yeah, it's the stuff you'd expect down there. But he, with his Jamaican background, brings that little something different. And oh man, I'd love to taste the food. You could when the judges are tasting it, I, I I am aware that I'm my mouth is making the movements as though I'm chewing as well. <laughs> <laughs> so in unison me melissa and kevin are all like um and i can kind of taste what it would be like but i bet it'd be better than i imagine and so yeah he's been a he's been a clear favorite for both me and and the bride since the very outset simply because of his style of cooking um his way of talking and the fact that he just works so hard he's he's sweating cobs while he's doing it and, and really enjoying it. And then there's another fella on there, a fella simply known as Grub. And, and he described himself in the first episode of living out in the woods, literally miles and miles and miles from anyone else in a place you'd never find. Now, doesn't that sound idyllic? Especially during this time. Wouldn't you just love to live where he lives? Just surrounded by... Well, I don't know where he lives, but I imagine it to be surrounded by stunning trees, rolling hills wild animals and there's his house in the middle of the woods just with slow rolling smoke like the background when they talk to the contestants in slow motion oh yeah that'd be nice quick slip so yeah grub he um he's the skinniest of them all he um he admits he had he had a heart attack or something a year ago because of his um his his well, what he was consuming basically in his lifestyle. So he's had to change his lifestyle and reduce the salt in everything he cooks. But he made the foolish mistake of reducing the salt and the the junk that he puts in the food and puts in front of the judges. Which I know it's bad for you, but mostly all things that are bad for you come with a consequence, don't they? And um, his was that he got marked down because his food didn't have the same punch as the rest of the the contestants in the show so he's had to go back now and just start making it as though he's never had a heart problem in his life and he's yeah he's doing well he's doing well so there's probably no point in you watching it now because i've pretty much brought you up to episode five uh no 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 go and watch it i've only told you one person who got knocked out of it and when you watch that first episode you won't mind anyway because he just gets on your tits um 
So yeah, he's gone. But it's the equipment they use as well. They've got these amazing smokers. Um, I don't know if I'd have room for one in this shack. I've got the 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 Smoky Mountain, but these are proper stick burners. They've got the the big box on the side where they're chucking in logs and 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 things. That that's the other thing as well. From watching that show, from watching one episode, it inspired me to go out on the drive, and I've moved a load of. Um, a load of breeze blocks and bricks out there now and I've created like this nice um, sort of sealed off rectangular shaped area where I can go out there and I can get a fire going with logs and then when they've started to break down and they're into charcoal get the shovel and chuck it into the barbecue and that was the inspiration just from the first episode was right that's it I love using charcoal but just occasionally now I'm going to be using wood only so I'm going to be sort of breaking into this wholesome pile of gorgeous looking wood. What's this one here as well? Uh, oak. There we are. Oak wood. That's, as I was discussing yesterday with hot shite barbecue, oak wood's a nice one to use if you're doing a quick cook because the the smoke that comes off that is so strong and so heavy that it pretty much imparts the meat on, you know, on contact. So, uh, not like these apples and and sort of cherry wood and things like that they're quite mild and they take their time to get in um but yeah so that would be my first recommendation is to get yourself onto the american barbecue showdown and check it out honestly you'll love it another one which um which i've sort of delved into was one called the um chef's table barbecue and i can only imagine the budget that has been spent on this show sorry Someone trying to ring me while I'm talking to you. How rude. Um, yeah, the the budget that must have gone on that show because the cinematography of watching it, if you, if you like watching um, films because of the cinematography, uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, great film, but I, in, I could have watched it with the volume down and just, just sank myself into the cinematography and the colours and the lighting and everything else because it's just beautiful to watch. And that's the same for this chef's table barbecue. They do long sort of oneers, long sweeping shots all in one where it, it, it goes from one area all the way across to another, following these characters as they they cook on live fire. And it is stunning. It's absolutely beautiful and it, it, it's just showing you a lot more of the, the sort of tradition behind barbecue and, and, and cooking over live fire and it's a good education um but i i find i need to watch them more than once because i've spent the first time watching it just admiring the cinematography and the the sheer beauty of of how they they record this and present the uh the people and the food to you so yeah watch your tv recommendations um Instagram, I, I, I've been a little bit quiet on there, to be honest, as much as I've been quiet on the podcasts. Um, I, I've not been putting many pictures up. I've not been feeling too inspired, really, despite watching these programs. I, I've been feeling inspired, but I've not had the confidence. I've not had the confidence to come back and, and, and start cooking on it. But what I have noticed on there, and this is winding me up, and I don't know why, um, but the bacon-wrapped Oreos like someone did it and yeah it was a bit of fun but now everyone's doing it there's bacon wrapped oreos there's bacon wrapped custard creams 
why, you know, biscuits aren't the best thing for you anyway. So, why feel the need to wrap a biscuit in bacon and then smoke it on a barbecue with a load of rub on it? Person, I've not tasted one. They may be the best thing on this earth, but I just, you know, I know people refer to a lot of these things in, in the outdoor cooking community as fads. Things like um, chicken lollipops, um, beer can chicken, uh, dirty steaks, um, spatch culture, you know, all these other little things that people think are fads. But yeah, the beer can chicken, right, yeah. I think we all know that the beer adds practically, well, zero to the chicken itself. But, and that's why you can get like chicken holders that are based on the principle of the beer can chicken. And it just, it's a fun way of cooking. It opens up the central cavity of the chicken so it cooks nice and evenly on the inside as well. That's, I've never understood people stuff the inside of chickens with things because all you're doing is potentially drying out your chicken for the sake of imparting flavor into the middle part that you don't eat anyway so that's never really made a great deal of sense so that this the, the beer can chicken without a beer can but with a chicken holder is a great fun way of doing it and, and doesn't it look fun when you lift up the lid on your barbecue and there's a chicken sat there that's it's a nice little party piece isn't it if you've got people coming over which you're never allowed to do because of this um pandemic but yeah, if you've got people coming over and you lift the lid and go, hey, there she is. Look at her sat nicely enjoying the heat in my barbecue. Getting a lovely tan as she sits there. So yeah, I, I, I'm not a, not a fan. I, I hope the, um, the fad of bacon wrapped biscuits very quickly fizzles out. But so, yeah, somebody the other day was saying dirty steak was a fad. And I, I, I can't see that being because... It's just another way of cooking it, isn't it? You can cook your steak over the um, coals on the grill, but there is definitely a different like steak. You can do it. You can do it in a pan. You can do it on a on a plancher or something, and you can go. You can build up a, a crust on your steak, um, which is nice. You know, it's a different texture. So if you've got like a rare or a medium steak, that crust, if you can build it up well enough. Um, has almost got the flavour on the outside of a well-done steak, but with your still juicy, preferred, rare, medium, rare steak on the inside. So it's still quite, you know, soft and chewy on the inside. But then you put it directly onto the coals. And this, when I first did it, I did it on some cheap crap um, briquettes. So when I picked up the steak, it brought a load of dust and crap with it. And the briquettes were stuck to it so you'd have to knock them off but then um marcus country wood smoke he um i went on his course and, and he one of the first things we did was dirty steaks he got a lovely little bed of coal going um some good quality big chunks uh chumps chunks of lump wood and then just before you put the steaks on them give them a bit of a fan off so they're nice and hot and there's no dust settled on them and yeah just drop the steak directly onto it and because it's so close to the um, to the charcoal, you don't get the flare-ups because it hasn't got the oxygen um, layer between the steak and the charcoal to, to make a massive fire. It doesn't burn it because... Now, this is it. I, I, I don't fully understand the science of it, but here's my interpretation, okay? It doesn't burn it because I think when you've got a fire and you've got that bed of coals, they're hot, but... 
you, you need that little bit of oxygen between the coals and what you're cooking because that's where the real heat comes from or am i just talking shit uh, could be but seems to work for me and that's why i don't think the dirty steaks burn because you can leave them on there for quite a long time and they they don't burn despite the fact that they are sat on glowing red hot coals bizarre bizarre there must be some principle because that's why people can walk on coals and not burn the crap out of their feet while go you know whereas the most of us would be going ah, oh, ah, oh. they go over it mantering cold wet grass cold wet grass cold wet grass and don't burn their feet so yeah bizarre but dirty steak yeah it's a great method of cooking and and one that i quite often revert back to because i like the I like the texture and I, I love the flavour from the quality charcoal. So yeah, that can live on. That can live on. But the, the bacon wrap biscuit. Uh... See, for a long time, we've wrapped pretty much anything in bacon to make it better. Because it does. You you could wrap your cornflakes in bacon. Uh, no, forget that. Because that'll be the next fad, won't it? No, wrapping stuff in bacon is good. But, you know, keep it sensible, folks. Or, you know, explore. But let's just hope it doesn't kind of thing but yeah so I've, I've not been posting much on on instagram i've um with podcasts about rum and meat and things like that just looking past this phone now and it's sat there there's a clock in front of me recording and i, I keep an eye on it so i can see if there's someone trying to ring and spoil your listening quality and right behind my phone, I can see on the table there's my um, my barbecue cloth. It's like I, I've, got, I've got a stash of them, old tea towels and even new tea towels. I bought a big pack of those as well. That they're always nice to have because cooking outdoors, you end up getting dirty. And albeit I'm just next to the kitchen, when the ground's wet, she doesn't like me going in and out, traips in charcoal and mud through the kitchen. So I tend to just douse my hands under the hose pipe and then um, wipe them off on this cloth. And so when you've been handling charcoal, yeah, your hands get a little rub with a cloth because you don't want to be handling food with dirty hands when you have put some food on the barbecue. And maybe you've got a little bit of, you know, blood or or some grease on your hand. What do you do? You grab that barbecue cloth and give it a wipe off. So, yeah, just wonder how many of you have got... Because I think this barbecue cloth started off brown and white. And it's now black. <laughs> I do I wash them I chuck them in the wash quite frequently but looking at this one I could probably chuck them in the wash a little bit more frequently <laughs> but this just when I'm cooking for for me and the wife you know I know basic hygiene rules still exist and yeah you gotta follow them I don't want to give us poisoning and if people are around here cooking I end up washing my hands every sort of 20 seconds anyway until all the skins come off them because you gotta be extra careful when other people are having it but yeah have a look at your barbecue cloth and and see if it needs to go in the wash or maybe even in the bin who knows who knows but yeah um i'd love to stay and talk but i've got to get this beautiful pile of applewood charcoal from big k lit and um get on with these burgers because big k have decided that me and low barbecue are going to be having a bit of a burger off on uh, on instagram so yeah, I better get some practice in because he's a phenomenal burger maker and he's probably better than me. But we'll see. We will see. I've beaten him in one Instagram photo competition before. No, it's Facebook. 
the um, world famous race to Smoky Mountain, <laughs> which was talked about on a previous podcast, but that was the offending podcast that's had to be removed. So um, I'll tell that story another day again. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back in the chair again. It's nice to be back out in the shack. And um, it's nice to be talking to you people again. So, yep, yeah, good to be back. Um, once again, thanks for listening. I love every single one of you. And um, yeah, let's move on. Uh, you might have noticed some poor editing in the middle of that, but every episode needs to be quality control and compliance checked by my lovely bride and um yeah she highlighted something in the middle that um failed quality control so yeah it's had to go never mind that's the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes isn't that right love yeah there we go verified by the manager it's absolutely honking it down now um and it doesn't really matter to me does it but i've come indoors to record this one because it's raining cats and dogs on the roof of the shack and that would obviously interfere with the outstanding quality of sound that you've come to expect. And I, I wouldn't want to subject you to that. But I don't know how you people without shacks manage. It just, it defies any sort of logic to me how you could choose to stand out in your garden under an umbrella or a gazebo. Gazebo's not so bad, but we had one of those before. And it was where the shack is now. And I, I went out there one time to check on my food because it was starting to blow a bit of a hurricane out there. One of these storms we had passing through the UK that we gave a glamorous female's name. And um, yeah, it took off just as I stepped out the door and I went to catch it. And the um, yeah, the foot and the leg cut my hand. Not a massive injury. I'm, you know, I didn't need hospitalising or anything like that. But it was an injury nonetheless. And the gazebo ended up in a separate postcode. I, I never actually retrieved the, the, the top. I just kept hold of the one pole that had severed my hand. So, um, yeah, RIP that gazebo. And that was the inspiration, really, for needing to get a more permanent, erect structure in my garden. And out of that was born PC Barbecue HQ, the shack as such. Many have visited, many have enjoyed the shack. And once you get the barbecue going out there as well, it is warm it's toasty we've got a few seats out there it's nice and comfy and you can pull up a beer while you smell the smooth wafting aromas of burning meat and out of control fires <laughs> it's, it's a uh, it's a sight and smell to behold and um yeah the wife will probably testify that more often than not, I need to remember to close the adjoining door into our kitchen because quite a few times we've set the fire alarm off. Isn't that right, love? You've set the fire alarm off. Yeah. Yes, I've set the fire alarm off. Um, so that that's a word of note as well. I'm glad it is on the side of the kitchen because it is easier for... Like yesterday, um, after I'd finished that recording, I made the burgers and they were beautiful. Um, I did the, um, the, the sausage meat... I cut open some Edwards of Conway sausages and made the sausage patties and also the beef patties and then topped them all off with some stunning um, chutney. It was a um, apple and fruity cider chutney and it, it topped it off a treat. Delicious. Very messy, but who cares? Um, 
if you worry about getting messy when you're eating a burger, you're probably in the wrong game. You should probably take up um, sushi instead and become a expert in making sushi. Actually, that's not right, is it? I, I've made sushi and you end up with it all over your hands. That sticky rice is uh, called sticky rice for a very good reason. Uh, yeah, I got another cookery book arrived yesterday. Um, it's it's the Melissa Cookston one, who I mentioned earlier in this very podcast. Oh, it's a nice book. It is a nice book. It's not just piled with um, recipes that, you know, I'll, I'll steal a little bit of inspiration from and pass off as my own. It's um, It's actually got a lot of narrative in there as well. There's a lot of story about her and about her background, so... I'll know more about her than just being a judge on on the American Barbecue Showdown. I'll know more about her as a person. I'm desperately trying to get her to follow me on Instagram. I've been sort of commenting, liking, and just outright asking, follow me. (laughs) She hasn't. I've done the same with Rashid as well. He won't follow me back. Um, But I'll keep trying. It's just a waiting game, isn't it? And there's a fine line between politely asking someone to follow you an outright harassment and until you cross that line um you don't know where it is do you um so yeah i'll keep plugging at those and see what they do um yeah but it's great to be back in the saddle it's great to be talking to you all again and um oh i've just noticed as well since i've added the edit i already sort of said my goodbyes and everything on the other one and never took them out so what a treat. You get a, a second round of goodbyes and I love yous from me and the wife. You got to say bye. Bye. Here we go.